0: Sir, Welcome to another episode slash chapter of the podcast here M out. I'm your host Elijah Mendez, aka Eli aka the prophet dot underscore on Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram as well as the podcast here underscore A E period M period out on Instagram as well for any updates on the podcast. I am here to present to you guys Chapter 16 called The Ripple Effect. The reason I called it this is just the ripple effect about what's going on in the world, not only in the sports, fashion, and music world, but what's also going on in the real world, uh, the world that matters, honestly, uh, and the, the, the war right now between Russia and Ukraine, which I'll dabble into a little bit more. But also the ripple effect of, you know, Kanye, you know, releasing his uh, his album through the Stem Player, and how that ripple affects how music is being released by him as other artists as well, Um, in this maybe fight against the uh, the ultimate uh, music releasers of the Apple Music's, the Spotify's, the SoundClouds, etc. And then the ripple effect of, you know, many other things when it comes to fashion, how, you know, one one trend can lead, lead to a ripple effect of others. Uh, we saw that with fitted hats, you know, fitted hats coming back, regular, next thing you know, there's color brims, next thing you know, there's patches and collaborations between teams and different colors. And now, next thing you know, the ripple effect of now people are waiting online for hats the same way they're waiting online for sneakers back a ways ago. But there's uh, so much to get into the into this episode, um, you know, from the sports world, from the Knicks, Nets. We'll go into that. Baseball it uh, should be a rather quick sports section of the pod. We got fashion. The Balenciaga Yeezy drop happened. I'll discuss everything about it, my opinion on it. Um, you know, I'll provide you guys some top staple pieces to have as a male uh, for all my male listeners. Uh, music. We'll discuss uh, the Donda concert and the documentary a little bit. Uh, go into Catalog's Corner with one of the best entitled the creator. And um, a couple more things I wanted to just go over. Uh, but it should be a, a nice, solid episode here. Um, really nice to provide this to you guys. Uh, I know I usually don't get into the real world things, but when a thing is serious as what's happening now in the world, on the other side of the world, I think it's I, how can you go about not talking about it? I know, like, we like to live in this bubble of sorts, you know, where we only kind of worry about our lives and worry about today and tomorrow versus worrying about what's going on for people in Taiwan or people in um, India or, you know, we, you try, we try to control what we can't control. And that's our, our daily lifestyles. Uh, but I wanted to dabble into the war between Russia and Ukraine. And just, stay, you know, first, I want to just give the thoughts and prayers to all the Ukrainian families, friends, you know, um, Ukrainian Americans, Ukrainians who are fighting for their lives right now, seeing their houses and personal belongings and family members uh, get either severely injured or pass away uh, due to these severe attacks by uh, Russian forces. Uh, It's a real sad thing to see. You never want to see something like that so brutal, uh, especially between uh, something that's happening to civilians versus of the two armies. Um, The collateral damage is just sad and ridiculous, Um, and it needs to be put to a stop. Um, You know, this can end in such a terrible way as we know that with the the weapons that are legit that a lot of countries have. Uh, from nuclear bombs and all these vicious, severe uh, technology now that these armies have that can cause great amounts of damage in so little time um, as time has moved on. So I'm hoping for a resolution in which let um, no more people die eventually. I mean, it, unfortunately, that's not going to happen right now, but um, it, it's just really sad to see. And uh, I hope that, you know, anybody who's listening who's of Ukraine descent or has family or friends who, you know, are Ukrainian or live in Ukraine, just uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you guys. And um, hopefully this, you guys, come, you know, you guys will come out stronger from this. Um, hopefully you guys can keep the independence uh, that Ukraine deserves. And, uh, Russia doesn't get what they want, but that's all I really wanted to say about that topic. I will move away from that a little bit, but I, you know how we like to start our podcast when it comes to, uh, discussing what we mainly discuss in the podcast. We like to start with the words of wisdom. Where is it? I like to say to uh, motivate others, to just give people new ideas, um, you know, help people get their mood changed, bring some positivity to the airways. And that's what I like to do as a podcast as a podcast host. Um, it's just bring positivity to you guys, bring news, bring statistics, bring uh, informed opinions onto the mic and into the Hear in My Pod. Um, but my words of wisdom for this week are more of a biblical verse. Uh, from Matthew six thirty four, and he says, "Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own." Sim- simply said, you know how I kind of like to live life is just worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, today has you know try to accomplish the task and everything you need to get done today, so you can be satisfied once those tasks are done, and you you know you you feel like you you had a successful day times get rough you know i mean we only have two days of a weekend unfortunately you know friday comes and goes uh then saturday uses you know trying to get everything you can you know your errands done and the cleaning the laundry the supermarket shopping you know the the activities maybe at nighttime you know hanging out with friends or family and go or going out to dinner and then boom it's sunday again and you're already thinking about that next day which is monday and back to work um you know worry about to, but worry about today's you know worry about today and don't focus on tomorrow because you can't control what happens tomorrow you can focus and control what happens today and um I thought it was a really interesting quote that kind of correlates to you know what's going on uh, kind of a one day at a time kind of thing that's going on with um you know what's happening in the sports world. With the Knicks, you know, you, you got to take it one game at a time. You can't really look at the future here. Um, ultimately, you can see where you're at and you can make changes uh, to relate to what you want in the future. But, you know, it's game by game. You know, I'm pretty sure artists do the same thing where it's, you know, they take it day by day. They do as much as they can in one day. And then, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, how much you need to do. Just focus on today. But I'm so excited to get into you know, more of our fantasy worlds here with the uh, sports, and music, and I wanted to just start it off with uh, what happened yesterday. My man, R.J. Barrett, New York Knicks future star, dropped a 40-piece chicken nugget right on the Miami Heat. Don't get me wrong, Knicks lost. They still lost because the rest of the team was not good, but R.J. Barrett 46 points Shot it efficiently I'm really excited And happy to see that this guy Is bringing some consistency You know Because RJ would have these one off games Where he's he scores 20 plus points And you're like wow this guy has got a little something But then the next game He might turn around and have a 5 for 17 5 for 18 game Um, So he's never been really consistent But I think He's starting to get the recognition and the appreciation from other stars around the league. I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo talked very highly of RJ bear last night. You know, saying he's the face of the Knicks. How his confidence just looks completely different. Uh, he, you know, he he wanted it last night. He wanted the fifty piece. He didn't get it, unfortunately. But you know, he. He wanted to will his team to a victory. They played tough. They played hard. But ultimately, they lost to a better Miami Heat team. Um, the Knicks got 22 games left. They're 10 games on the 500. Uh, we saw a change in which Thibodeau's ways. They played, you know, more of the rookies, more time. OB came in a little earlier than he usually does. Jericho Sims got minutes at the center position. Um, over Taj Gibson over a uh, somewhat healthy Nerlens Noel, well, which you like to see, uh, just so you can see what these kids can do. Cause, you know, you, you this team is not really going anywhere this year. Even if they were to make the play in. I mean, I, I really don't see them, even if they were nine and ten. I honestly don't see them even making it into a playoff series with uh seven and eight probably beating them, especially if <laughs> Eight or the seven is the Nets, which uh, I'll talk about a little in a little bit. But this team is ultimately not going anywhere, so I would play the rookies as much as possible, you know, play the RJs. You know, you could keep playing Randall, try to get his trade value up there. I just don't see him as a piece of the future at this time. Um, You know, let him get his trade value up. You know, a team like Portland or Washington, I could see them trying to make a move for him this summer. You know, keep their their stars happy, I, i.e. Damian Lillard or – Brad Beal, yeah, you know, I think for the next day, ideal trade would be a Randall Anthony Simons um, kind of package deal with obviously different other players and other pieces going back and forth. I mean, if they're because based on what you're seeing, you're hearing, you know, Damian Lillard seems like he's committed to playing in Portland. I don't know, like the way Portland's moving right now, they look, they look like they're on a more of a youth movement here. But they have some pieces that could maybe make a playoff. You know the the Josh Hart's, um, the Nikhil Alexander Walkers, um, uh, the um, the Anthony Simons. If they're able to keep him, the is, You know, it's just a matter of you know if you it, Portland could trade for Julius Randle, and he could be you know uh, a two B or a, a C player for. Portland, if they, you know, if they ended up accumulating more picks and then trade for someone else. So, you know, Leonard has another player with Randall, And, you know, you might have to give up Anthony Simons to New York. But, you know, you do you want, you know, it seems like Portland's committed on building around Dame. So if they're going to do that, then, you know, you might want to trade for someone like a Julius Randle who can provide to you 25 a night with, uh, you know, a couple 6-7 uh, rebounds, 6-7 assists. You know, that could be something to ease the load off of Lillard on a nightly basis. Um, well, I mean, let's see. But yeah, RJ had an amazing night last night 46 points, nine rebounds, two, assi- two assists. Um, he was really efficient from the line as well. Um, he's just, I mean, from the line, speaking of the free throw line, that was where he wasn't really efficient at. Um, but you like to see where you, you like to see that. You like to see your young stars growing and putting on performances like that. He was the first uh, 21-year-old in a long time to drop 45-plus for the New York Knicks, and uh, you love to see it. you honestly love to see it. Honestly, you would like to see more production out of the rest of the team. Uh, you know, Fournier only had 13, quickly did okay. Reddish had a couple shots. Uh, Miles McBride only played two minutes. One thing you do hate to see from last game, was uh, Quentin Grimes getting injured? Um, he might be out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. So us Knicks fans are going to see a healthy dose of Cam Reddish. Um, hopefully, Miles McBride gets more minutes as the games go on and the Knicks start losing more and more games because uh, they got Philly on Sunday. So that should be another tough battle for the Knicks. Um, and I think they got a home in the, home and home with Philly. Uh, which should be very interesting I and mean, you could see this Knicks team being very easily 12 games on the 500 after March 2nd in which they go to play the Suns on a Friday Clippers on a Sunday Kings on a Monday and then Mavericks on a Wednesday uh, should be real tough man it's gonna be a tough tough sledding for this Knicks team Um, and I think we'll see more rookies eventually be playing but I'm glad RJ has made his impact and he continues to make his impact, not even 100% with that ankle, because you like to see that. And now hopefully you see stars, maybe the Zions, the Mitchell, Donovan Mitchells, are like, yeah, I want to play with this guy. That's what you're hoping for as a Nick fan, and that's what you're hoping for as the you know a Leon Rose and a William Wesley and a James Dolan, that you want another star to be like, yeah, I want to play with this guy. And speaking of players that would like to play with RJ Barrett, the Zion rumors have begun to swirl um, due to his lack of happiness with the Pelicans. It all started off with the McCollum situation and how McCollum said Zion never reached out. And J.J. Reddick goes on first take, pretty much says that the guy is not a great teammate. Um, he seems like he doesn't know how to be a star uh, for New Orleans. He just seems detached from the team, which uh, is very interesting. I mean, he's been dealing with that lingering foot injury. He He's not training in New Orleans. He's training in Portland. Uh, It's just a really weird dynamic right now. And all the rumors are starting to swirl that he, you know, he's going to ask out possibly and want to be traded. And right now uh, this is, you know, at his lowest trade point right now. I mean, the Pelicans don't have to do it. You know, they don't have to trade the guy. The guy is still under contract. Um, So, you know, you don't have to do anything with him. You you don't have to feel like you have to trade him. Uh, But. It's a weird situation. You don't want this to be like a Ben Simmons saga here. Uh, New Orleans has been, you know, in kind of a shambles right now. I mean, when they got the first pick, I think, you know, the NBA wanted teams to be in balance. They don't want these big cities to be the only teams that are good. You know, we just saw Milwaukee win a championship. You know, Milwaukee is one of those small cities. You see the Phoenixes and the Memphis, um, the Clevelands, the... The Torontos, you know, these these teams are playing extremely well, not in no, the known big cities. Uh, so you like to see that. And for Zion, I mean, he has a huge injury risk. Are the Knicks willing to push all their chips into the middle to get a guy who has been injury riddled since he's gotten into the NBA? Has only played a full 82 games over, what, a three-year span at this point. Um, so as a Nick fan, would you be worried um, about trading for the guy? What do you have to give up to get this guy? Do you have to give up all your picks? Do you have to give up the Quickleys and the Toppins and the Quentin Grimes maybe to get this guy? Obviously, you don't. You're not trading RJ because RJ is the player you want to pair with Zion, so you have a one-two punch hopefully uh, for years to come. But Zion's got to stay healthy. Is he going to be motivated? You know more. You know with if he's playing with his buddy. I mean, there's no guarantees, no promises. You know, it's his. You know. It goes back to his injury and his, his want to be out there. It doesn't seem like he wants to be out there for New Orleans at this point. So we'll see where that happens. Uh, for the Nets, um, the Nets play tonight. Um, they, I believe they do have Kyrie back for tonight's game. Um, and I think Goran Dragic might be uh, available as well. We still don't know when Ben Simmons is going to play his first game. Uh, It should be interesting to see when that happens. Right now, the Nets are only just two games over 500 uh, at this point in the eighth seed. Real shocking, I would say. But Durant's been injured. Kyrie hasn't been able to play home games. So, you know, the rest of the team hasn't been able to keep them afloat, really. Um I mean, I think when they're healthy, this team is going to be in a way better position. But as of right now, they're just not a healthy team. Because I, I think you put – if you have a starting lineup of, ben, of Kyrie, um, you know, yeah, pick you're Seth Curry, I guess. Kyrie, Seth, Curry, um, Ben Simmons, KD, and Drummond should be a very interesting starting lineup. I mean, you could put – Katie at the five, maybe, and have Ben and um, maybe James Johnson. Maybe you start him um, or LaMarcus Aldridge because, you know, you got Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond, two guys who kind of clog up the hole uh, because of the fact that they don't have any type of jump shot. Uh, but should be interesting to see what they're healthy. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they're going to turn it on when they're healthy, but who knows? They're two games under uh, over 500 right now. Um, we don't know when KD is coming back. It should be in the next couple of weeks. You know, Ben Simmons should be back in the next couple of weeks. But how far is Brooklyn going to fall before they come back? And it might not be good enough to get them out of possibly in a play-in at this point. Seven, you know, the seventh seed, you know, because Boston's right now there. I believe Boston is six, and they're what, five, six games ahead of them at this point. So it's just uh, very interesting. Uh, right now the uh, they are four games behind the Celtics, two games behind the Raptors uh for the seventh seed, and uh eight games behind Miami in the first seed right now. Um so right now they will play the Raptors in a seven-eight matchup. And then whoever loses that obviously will uh have to play the nine the winner of nine ten. Um ultimately it's sh- It's not the route the Nets want to go, but, you know, they'll have a matchup against Chicago, which would be a really good matchup if the playoffs went out. And let's just say Raptors won or let's say the Nets won. So that means they would be seventh seed and they would be playing the uh, Chicago Bulls. And then the winner of the Raptors and and or Hornets and Hawks would be seed and play Miami, which would be a tough matchup for any one of those teams. Um, but let's see, man. I, I don't know. This Nets team is with the addition of Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, you kind of resolved your biggest problems. Uh, with Joe Harris still questionable and went out for a long time. Who knows when he'll be back? Uh, but it's nice to see, you know, them have some type of reinforcements there. You know, when you have a Cam Thomas possibly coming off the bench, Patty Mills or maybe a Kessler Edwards. Or David Duke, Blake Griffin, you know, and Aldridge, if he's not starting. Or James Johnson, one of those two, you know, coming in off the bench as well. You know, the Nets team isn't bad. You know, they don't have – they have a uh, solid starting unit if they're healthy. And then their bench is not bad. They have the team to win a championship. It's just a matter if they're going to be able to overcome their own obstacles. Is the mandate going to be gone so Kyrie can play home games? Is KD going to be healthy enough? Are they going to bring him back at 80% or are they going to allow him to come back at 100, 110%? But we'll have to see on that. But enough about the sports that are actually going on. How about a sport that's supposed to be going on but is not? And would not be baseball. If you guys didn't know, negotiations are still going on right now to try to get to some type of resolution for the baseball season. Will baseball come back on time? I mean, they gave them, I think it was a lock date of about Tuesday. If they don't have something by Tuesday, then, you know, then the season could be in jeopardy, you know, for losing some games. Not the whole season, but, you know, games could be canceled because of no resolution. And it just doesn't seem like there is anything close to a resolution at this point. You know, with the MLB, just, you know, they're they're fighting over the amount of lottery teams there could be in the lottery because now they're doing a lottery system, so it prevents teams from tanking. They haven't even gotten to the real money aspect of it on agreeing to that, so it might be a little while. And honestly, I think that some games are going to get canceled. And baseball being probably the third most popular sport in uh, the U.S. right now, the people who are like fringe fans are going to be turned off by this. You know, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling baseball wants to play these games and the fans are being hurt by this the most. It's just a fight between millionaires and billionaires at the end of the day. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm on a player side. I think these players should be, you know, get more respect and more, you know, these, these owners make so much money and they have so much influxes of income from different avenues that how come... These players can't get these little marginal increases in salary and salary cap. You know, we want to see the universal DH and expanded playoffs. Um, But, you know, it's these two, two sides can't agree on anything at this point. And if they don't have anything by Tuesday, then, you know, we might say goodbye to at least the first couple games of the MLB season until it comes to a resolution. Uh, but it will be fun if they are able to come to resolution because you see all these frenzies of free agents being signed you know, to different teams, which would be really cool uh, to see. And everything's going to be rapid, fast-paced. But um, we'll see. We shall see. Hopefully baseball comes back on time. But um, right now, I'm not confident in that at this time. All right, let's get on with it. We move on to the league fit of the week. And if you guys want to see the picture I am talking about, go see it on the story for here. I'm out. Again, I'll provide you guys an Instagram to go follow. Instagram is here underscore E period M period out on Instagram. Uh, Go follow that uh, and watch the story to see the outfit I am talking about. The winner. in my opinion, will be Steph Curry. He cooked it up in the all-star game, man. Dropping 50-plus, wilding out, shooting threes from all over the place. I mean, it's the all-star game, yes, but the man wilded out, and he just showed why he is one of the greats of the NBA. History. History. Best shooter in NBA history. The man is, you know, unguardable, unstoppable. One of the best players we'll ever see. And one of the players that have changed the game as it is now. Um, but I wanted to give a shout out to Curry Man for his fit uh, a couple of days ago. The man had on a black, almost matrix jacket. Uh, black leather. Um, had a pair of like almost black jeans. So it was like his blue jeans with black I don't know how to describe it, but there's like it's like a mix between a blue and a black jean. I know it's a little iffy on the pants. I mean, he, if he was going all black, shirts went all black, in my opinion, or you know, because of the the fit that the blue jeans didn't work. But and um, a real solid fit. I'm not a big fan of the jeans, but the rest of the fit is is uh, is crazy, <laughs> in my opinion. It's definitely uh, a little different from what we see from Curry um, with you know the black sweatshirt little chain hanging out, you know, I got the Beats headphones on, and it has these black boots with uh, green laces in them, I like the laces that really make the outfit stand out, uh, real solid fit, it was different, you know, and people are like, oh, that fit is terrible, it's garbage, nah, man, it's, you know, it's, it's not crazy, it's not outlandish, like, what the hell you're wearing, you know, sometimes I say that about what Kyle Kuzma be wearing, so, uh, Shy is a great, you know, Shai Gildress Alexander, would love him on the Knicks, by the way, but The guy, you know, he has some questionable outfits to himself, but, you know, he's one of the best dressed. Uh, But I like Curry's outfit here, man. Curry's not really known as one of those uh, players that you're like, wow, I mess with what he's wearing, you know. But real solid fit. Go check it out on the Instagram page if you guys didn't want to see. If not, also follow League Fits on Instagram. They'll provide you all the fits of all the players that they have uh, captured. And wanted to uh, give a shout out to. And that's what I'm doing with Curry here. So, the next thing that I wanted to dabble over is uh, Yeezy Balenciaga. So, Easy had dropped its collab with Balenciaga. Very interesting. Very interesting uh, collaboration. Uh, balenciaga is known for this high-end brand you know very expensive uh it's not you know for someone who's looking for uh some deals here but definitely a uh, very interesting collaboration between two moguls of fashion and kanye and uh the head of balenciaga um so just give you guys a dabble of what. Is in the Yeezy um, Balenciaga collaboration. I want to bring it up here. I'm just trying to bring it up so I can describe it over to you guys. I'll also post a couple of the pieces on my Instagram uh, so you guys can uh, take a look for yourselves. Uh, A little overpriced for me. Uh, That's about my first opinion on it would be. Like I'm not paying $400 for a jean jacket. Uh, it's just too expensive for my tasting. Uh, but there are people that, you know, have that money and they go go ahead and, you know, shoot for the stars there. You know, go ahead and spend the money. But a uh, very interesting uh, collaboration here that, you know, it's it's cheaper than what Balenciaga usually is, which is great. Um, and, you know, you got to give it props when it comes to that. Because, you you know, Yeezy did a good job of knocking down the prices to not create not ridiculously priced, but you know, I guess reasonably priced. Yes, I Guess because I don't I don't really think like that. Oh man, this is so annoying. Just to look at the pieces, I got to sign into emails and all that. Like, geez. All right. So I'm lo- I'm looking at GQ GQ just to provide to you guys, you know what what the looks are. Uh, very interesting Kanye esque looks, to be honest. With the all black, I think that you know, I think it's only all black but, um, you know, the gap hoodie, it's like more of a cropped hoodie, uh, black long sleeve. You got the, the black, uh, rain boots, um, uh, black easy jacket, uh, almost, um, full body, like almost hazmat ish type of suit. Um, you got some like call of duty, um, camouflaged, uh, um, poncho look as well. I got like a, What's the word for it? Like a snuggy, snuggy type, uh, all black poncho as well. Looks like it'd be warm as hell. Um, and you know, you got the jean jackets, the, the patch jean, jack, je, uh, jean jackets, uh, one of them in which Kanye wore in his uh, down the two concert, uh, you got the all black and then the blue, um, and I always thought a blue G jacket with black always went together really well. I used to love wearing that at college all the time. Um, but, uh, the gap long, the hoodie, you know, went for, I think two plus 200 plus, um, t-shirts went as much as 140, uh, with the dove on the back, it was a gap t-shirt that was more of a crop style. And there was one that was, you know, three quarter sleeve versus a half, half a sleeve that were going for, you know, about the same price. Uh, it was just a little too overly expensive for me. And you know you got to appreciate Kanye, and I get it. Some people are saying you know it's really expensive, you know it's still it's still not cheap. It's a Gap, like what do you expect? But then again, you got also you guys also got to remember this is Yeezy Gap, so Yeezy is still one of those top collaborators, you know who makes a good amount of money and sells stuff for a reasonable amount. Of, you know, is you see how his Yeezy sneakers have done. He releases a, a lot of it in order for it to sell you know, to the regular consumers, you know, why do you think you see so many people walking around with Yeezys now? Um, but the Balenciaga's is the average go for 600 to over, you know, a thousand dollars for these pieces have been knocked down to the most expensive being 400. You know, that's pretty reasonable of a, a price difference. And, you know, you got to give Kanye props and you got to give the head of Balenciaga props for, um, you know, having this collaboration and, you know, being able to knock down a price to a I don't want to say reasonable, but um, and the guy who's made Balenciaga is Cristobal Balenciaga, by the way, um. But it' uh, an okay price, you know. It's not, yes, it will break the bank, I guess, for a jean jacket, but it's not breaking breaking the bank. You you know, you save up some money, you could cop yourself a piece, you know. Um, but you know, I I, I like the clothing, you know, it's real baggy it's kanye west-esque you know when it comes to the fit so i'm not really mad at it and definitely you know with the added dove you know it's a solid piece if it was reasonably priced definitely something worth copping but you know it's not not in my price range at this point but uh i, I like the pieces i think and speaking of pieces i wanted to provide to you guys the top stable pieces To have in your wardrobe as a male So I wanted to give you guys just five pieces That I think you guys would have uh, Is worth spending the money on So what I mean by that is Pretty much pieces that, you know, if you can cop them You know, and they're a little on the pricier range You're gonna get the use out of them that you need So the first thing I was thinking of was black jeans A good pair of black jeans And I get it, some black jeans Oh, they get faded Like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? But no, like you, you get yourself a good player, black jeans, you, you can rock them with anything, man. Black jeans are a staple. You know, they, they go with everything and anything. You know, it's one black is one of those colors black, white, and gray, which goes with everything. It's a staple piece. You know, every male needs a pair of black jeans in their life. Um, I think definitely, you know, spend the money on them if you can. Uh, you know, you could be on the Amiri side, you could be on the, uh, the, the true religion, the G star, um, the purple jean and black, you know, go ahead and spend the money on them. Um, or you could go a little lower in the Levi's, uh, the minimals. I know you can even go cheaper in the Uniqlo's, uh, you know, the urban, you know, go on that, get yourself a nice pair of black jeans, fellas. Uh, number two would be a good material hoodie. So I'm talking about a nice, good material hoodie. What I mean by that is, you know, it's got a, it doesn't feel cheap, you know, like I think a nice, good hoodie that you can wear when it's cold outside that will keep you warm, also looks fashionable, fits you well, like I think that's a good piece to have in a closet, it could be in any color really, uh, but you kind of want to keep it at a color that you can wear with many different outfits, whether it be a blue, a black, a gray, um, a red, you know, one of those pieces that you can rock with a lot of different, you know, outfits. So I think a good material hoodie, a good, um, you know, a hoodie that, you know, isn't crazy cheap or crazy expensive. Right, like right in the middle. You know, a seventy-five to 100 one hundred dollar hoodie. You know, or sixty to one hundred dollar hoodie that is good material, not one that just plasters Champion on it or plasters, uh, whatever brand, name the brand all over it. You know, it could be a, i would say a basic hoodie. Like the easy hoodie supposedly is supposed to be really good. I don't I'm not really a big fan of the crop look, but you know that's a solid piece that's supposed to have good material. And um you know it's a it's a staple piece. Something that you could wear with anything and everything. Next thing is for one of my my older fellas out there, the gentleman, uh that would be a blazer. You know, have a nice blazer. It can be in various amounts of color but you know you're going out on a date. You want to look nice and professional or you wanted to add to make your make your outfit look more less street and more business casual, you know, have yourself a nice blazer. You know, it can be in various amount. You want to go basic colors. You don't want to be with the purples, the yellows, the baby blues, you know, maybe the Navy blues, the black, the grays, maybe a beige, you know, go those colors, you know, it's going to definitely, you know, peak a lady's attention, you know, definitely when you're rocking them. Um, you look, you look more mature, you know, you look like you're not with this, um, it's not wrong with street style, but you want to switch it up a little bit, you know, depending on where you're at, like when you're going on an interview, blazer most necessary, you got, you're going to work business casual, you know, that's not to say to wear blazer for business casual all the time, but you know, it's a nice piece to, uh, I don't want what's the word for it? I guess, um, Increase, you know, the look of your outfit To a more professional look So that'll be number three Number four would be a pair of white sneakers, man Um White sneakers is kind of simple It could be Yeezys, it could be Air Force Ones It could be Air Max 90s Uh You know, a, a nice pair of white sneakers You know, because especially during the summertime You throw those on with anything, they're going to match Um It's definitely a staple in my opinion and something that every guy should have in their closet. Last one would be a versatile jacket. So what I'm saying by that, it's a jacket that you could wear with a whole bunch of different outfits. I think what I would put in that category is leathers, bombers, and jean jackets. Uh, those are the three that I'm talking about in, sp- in specific. Um, you know, you could go with the easy Kanye uh, jean jacket with Balenciaga. That $440 be my guest if you can afford it. Um or oh, you can go to lesson a ranch you can go to levi's you can you know you got jean jackets all over the place now America american eagle got them you know um I'm um, true Belision, you know if you want to go and have that throwback 2000 look to you um you know you got bombers you know the h&m's the um the urbans they got that for you uh the alpha industries that's a throwback right there that's a for a good bomber and then you got the leather jackets you can know you can go for fox leather you know so if the more cheaper side you can go for real leather and it can you know could cost you upwards of 400 plus on a nice leather jacket. But you know. It, whatever you like. Whatever your price range is like. I think a versatile jacket is key. Because you could rock these pieces with different outfits. Whether it be with a sweatsuit. Whether it be with jeans. Some slacks. You know these are jackets that you could kind of be versatile with. And um, I think those are necessary. In, uh, in a male's uh, closet. But speaking of that. You know. If pieces that stand out. Kanye was wearing some pieces that stand out in his concert for Donda 2. And Donda 2 was uh, released, but only on Stem Player. Um, I had some people uh, that, that had uh, were able to get the album, you know, not from Stem Player. Um, you know how it is with music nowadays, it's not. They'll blame all, oh, yeah, it's only available here. But, you know, people find ways and loopholes and ripples to go find the album and pull it out from, you know, not from Stem Player and paying $200, you know, for a speaker and then getting the album, which doesn't make any sense in my opinion. But uh, I watched Kanye's uh, Don the concert. Very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. And I don't blame Kanye for it. Mainly, I, I do blame the sound guys. Whoever's in control of the production, not good. I'm pretty sure Kanye wasn't happy either. Um, After that performance, it was just a lot of mics being cut off. The artists not matching, you know, the lyrics. It seems like the artist was ahead or behind of the song playing. Um, Mics would be off. You couldn't really hear nobody. Music was kind of loud, like. I don't think it was Kanye's best work. Um, I the album was okay based on the songs I heard in the concert. Like there was nothing where I was like, "Wow, this is this is a banger." You know, down the one had the bangers on it, but down the two, I'm still questioning about it. I got to hear the album, thinking through without it being in a concert version, and the, especially that concert, which was very underwhelming. So I have to listen to it um, in its whole. You know. And hopefully, I can without spending two hundred dollars on a stem player speaker. But um, you know my my cousin Sean, shout out to him. I know he went to the movie theater to watch the IMAX version of it, and he was waiting there hours, man, till eleven ish. You know, just for you know, because Kanye likes to help stall people. You know, have them waiting in anticipation, and you never know what this guy, this guy might drop something, but then he might not, and then he next, thing you know, it's a surprise drop. Uh, you can't really believe everything Kanye says, because at this point, he made us wait for Donda. He's made us wait the past albums, too. Uh, it's been like this for a little while for Kanye. Um, so you got to take what he says and what he posts with a grain of salt, in my opinion. But uh, as regards to the documentary, it's really interesting to see how this guy moved his way up to the music business. This guy really grinded, man. Like he He put in the work. To really get his voice, his name, his production out there. Like he didn't hesitate. He he was, you know, out there just looking for opportunity. He didn't didn't just have opportunities knock on his door. He went to go look for them. And you see that with trying to get um, production time with Ludacris. And um, he was had, he, we saw um, how he made slow jams with Jamie Foxx. Uh, He spit a verse on uh, Jay Z's Blueprint 2. Uh, I mean, Jay-Z, you know, telling him he's next up. Um, So it was, you know, Kanye had to be, feel really hype about that because those are people he looked up to and was looking up to, you know, uh, at the time with him moving up. And I think it's a real nice documentary that's made so far. I really enjoyed it. Um, And I've only been about one, two episodes in at this point. And um, I'm really liking it. It gives you that home video-esque type of vibe, which my uncle used to do all the time with us. Um, and you got that same vibe when it comes to uh, the Kanye documentary. And I'm excited to see more of it and uh, see what eventually happens, you know, as time goes. And you see him grow as an artist to be where he's at now. Very interesting. So the second and last thing I wanted to do on the pod uh, before ending it for you guys, was uh, going over Catalog Corner with my man Tyler, the Creator. No, Tyler's not here, unfortunately, man. Eventually, maybe we'll have Tyler, the Creator, actually on the podcast, man, so he could talk about himself, talk about his upbringing, about who he is as an artist. That'd be amazing. Uh, but what makes him different? So what makes Tyler, the Creator, different? He's not your atypical rapper, you know? He has buzz, yes. But he likes to... Do it on funky beats. You know, he tries to be different in his production for his music, uh, his personality. uh, It's just who he is as a person is completely different than what you think of a rapper. When you look at the guy, you think of him more of a a comedian than you do and look at him. He's like, yeah, that's a rapper. Like, that's not the case with him. He likes to be different. And you got to appreciate that because the man is he's in his own. Category, I feel like, and he he should be acknowledged as one of the top hip hop artists out there, top artists out there, because he just um he brings so much different stuff to the to the table. You know, people come for artists for same same flows, every song, same lyrics, stealing verses, but Tyler doesn't really do that. And I'm not gonna lie, I mean, I didn't really hear a lot of Tyler the Creator before Igor came out. Um. But hearing Igor kind of made me go back a little bit and, you know, see more of his catalogs and see what he, you know, what how his songs were before that. Because, he, you know, that album was iconic. It won a Grammy. Um, and, you know, speaking of Igor, I mean, obviously for me, that's got to be the uh, the best album, in my opinion. Igor has, was great from, you know, top to bottom, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like he did a great job with that song. I mean, with that song, with that album, you know, having it flow so easily between each other and then, um, you know, the features on it were just perfect. I thought it was really perfect. Um, one of the best albums in the past five years or so, right? And it came out in 2019, but I would put it up there for sure. Um, underrated song. Uh, I, I feel like underrated, I think is one of the most underrated song, um, I love that song. I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. You know, everyone loves Earthquakes or um, Igor's Theme or, you know, Are We Still Friends, but uh, I think it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's just it makes you flow. It makes you, you know, you head bob to the song. Um, definitely my favorite song on the album and probably um, one of the best songs on the album. Uh, underrated song. Now, for underrated... Uh, I feel like it has to be uh, See You Again with him and Kali Uchis. I thought that was one of his best songs. Uh, It made me, you know, real solid like him. Kali Uchis did a great job on the song too. Um, I think definitely gave you that uh, taste of what Tyler is as as an artist and how he, as a lyricist. Um, And I think one of the most underrated songs, because not a lot of people talk about, anything before Igor, uh, but he definitely has himself a lot of hits before Igor that nobody really has cared to listen to enough, so I I give him props for that. Um, Best song with a feature, I think it would be Gravity uh, with Brent uh, Fires and DJ Dahi. Uh, with him and Tyler the Creator, I think they bounce off each other well. Or Brent and Tyler the Creator. Um, Tyler does a great job on features. Uh, you know, he did a great job. With here we go again on Don FM with your Weekend. Um, he's just—he's uh, a great artist. To just—he's <laughs> just a great artist, man. And there's nothing more or much to say besides that. He—he he puts in the work. He's different. He's a lyricist. You know, he—he's—he's got—he's got a different vibe to him, man. And not a lot of artists have that. You know, every artist kind of just the same flow. You know, they're into what's currently out and what's popular. And Tyler the Creator doesn't really do that. He's in his own lane. And he excels at it. He excels at it. Uh, but that's Catalog Corner for this week. Um, next week, we'll have another Catalog Corner. Um, I'm not too sure how I want the artist to be. Maybe J. Cole next week. We'll see. Uh, that's definitely possible. But... uh. That's all I have for the regular podcast. I mean, last thing I wanted to bring up is Batman's coming out next week. If you guys didn't see the Knicks Bing Bong Batman commercial, go check that out with R.J. Barrett. I thought it was a real cool commercial, kind of give more of a spotlight on Barrett. This is his team. This Knicks team is his team, and you're starting to see that with the advertisements too. Hopefully, he's able to bring his man Zion to the team. Uh, We can only hope and pray as Knicks fans at this point uh, that we can get some type of legit star to come here. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, next weekend uh, with the family. Uh, should be an exciting movie to see. I'm very curious to see how Robin Pattinson plays Batman. There's been way too many Batmans at this point. We need a consistent Batman. Um, and hopefully, Robert Pattinson is able to give it an A-plus role. I really like Zoe Kravitz as a Catwoman. Uh, I think she fits the role perfectly. Um, This is supposed to be a more dark, ominous look on Batman. Um, So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. really looking forward to it. But that's all I have for you guys uh, for this week. I do appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the pod. I hope you guys enjoy your week. Stay safe. um, And I'll speak to you guys next week. Peace out.